Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Hey, 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 OMG. It has been a week and a half, hasn't it? Like we... Oh, I've just finished my Ultimate You group and we have really dived deep into this tonight. And I was just like, no, Sam already had this other podcast ready to go. And I was like, no, we really need to move on this. So welcome to this week's podcast. This is all about the fight, flight and freeze response. Yes, it is. And what's the name of the podcast today? Today's podcast is called... I'm doing this because I know Sam only got the... <laughs> what is your survival instinct? That was what I wanted us to start <laughs> with, but she just jumped straight to it. So welcome to the podcast that is about fight, flight, or freeze. Which one are you? If you've ever found yourself in a situation where you felt like, you know, you had to respond quickly, like you were under threat or danger, then this podcast is for you and guess what I believe that all of us have been in this situation before because today what we're going to do is we're actually going to um we're going to explore the fascinating topic of fight flight or freeze and how it affects us both physically um and emotionally because it is an, an emotional charge as well but before we dive in let me ask you have you ever experienced fight flight or freeze and if so what was the experience like for you because I've just spent the last two and a half hours uh, going deep with my beautiful group tonight and OMG we've come up with some amazing insights and I couldn't wait to share this with you awesome so let's get let's get this show on the road you might want to take some notes because today I wanted to give you the best possible experience and the best opportunity to grow and expand when it comes to this topic. So I'm going to give you some actual journaling questions because we've had such good feedback about the journaling questions. I thought, why don't we just make it a thing where we add some journaling questions in there? And why is that important? Because it makes you get even more insight. You move out of your head and you move into your heart. And once we understand and have awareness of how we think and how we behave, then we get to choose whether we want to create change around that and then become an even better, epic, phenomenal human being. <laughs> All right. right. So what is fight, flight or freeze? Sam, let's, let's start. All right. So basically it's a response. That's it. A it's... response. And it's a natural and instinctive response. Mm to basically some sort of a danger or a stress that we perceive is Mm -hmm. happening to us. And that's probably one of the most important words, perceived. Because sometimes we're having this response like here right now because the lights went out versus, you know, a few hundred years ago, it was because they were being chased by a lion. 
So, I mean, it, it's a perceived danger or stress that we, we get that happens to us and we have a flight, fright, or freeze. I'm going to go in there, right? Fight, yes. flight, or freeze response. And there's good and bad parts to it. Like we've yeah. got pros and cons as well when you come to these. So we're going to try and cover a little bit of both. So I think that what we might do to make this a little bit easier is we're going to actually break each one down. So we're going to tell you what is the fight response, the flight response, and the freeze response. And then what's some pros and cons around that. And then what's some specific journaling questions about that for you. So you may want to come back and re-listen to this particular podcast so if you're out walking right now or you're driving to work right now you may want to put us on hold don't put us on hold though no, no just just listen, listen to, to it, it and then and listen then, again and then we might even ask all the questions <coughs> at the end of it just as a recap all right so let's look first at our fight response so what is the fight response so you've got fight flight or freeze so the fight response it's actually characterized um, by a desire to confront and fight the perceived threat. So it's like, like you come out and you've got your boxing gloves on and you're just going to fight. It is a perceived threat, like Sam said. Mm. So it can be an effective response when faced with physical danger or aggression. So if someone is to break into your home, right, and you get up and you have a fight response, that could be a really resourceful way. And I really want to share this story. Do you know which story I'm going to say? I'm looking at Sam now. Um, Do you remember when you had a fight response one time when you thought that someone was breaking into the <laughs> Yeah, I do. Actually, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was years ago. That was hilarious. Do you, what, would you like to share that? I know you share it. I, I can't remember it that well, but obviously it's was better it than you that- like it was, it was the middle of the night. I'm going, this is a fight response. And Sam's not normally, you know, like we've got three options that we can choose. That is our natural default. And Sam's natural default is not fight. So we're going to share with you which ones our ones are. So, and share a couple of stories that hopefully might, um, not, tr- well, trigger, but also uh, help you go, oh, that's mean. So one night at like, let's say 2.30 in the morning, there was a sound. Well, at no, least... actually, it wasn't a sound. It was a boosh sound. It sounded like that. Right, well, boosh. And then what happened? <laughs> I leapt out of bed. <laughs> naked, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, naked and ran out to the door. Or the window. Was it the window? The window. Jumped. Like, jumped. Both under a duvet, middle of winter. Next minute, Sam was like, what? (laughs) And I was just like, what on, like, Ursha's sleeping. Like, and she's standing there in fight. Ran to the window. I was like, what was this? And I'm still in like, what? Like, Sam is just not the fighter. Like, not the fight. Not normal, right? Can fight, but won't fight. Um, That is just an effective response when she's faced with physical danger. We, we pissed ourselves laughing oh, about it, it later. ridiculous. I was like, well, where do you think you're going? <laughs> if someone's breaking into our car or breaking into our house right now, do you think you might start by putting some clothes on? But of course, that has an adrenal response too. So now you're flooded. So now you're just like, 
and you're ready to go into combat, right? So the fight response can also lead to unnecessary conflicts. So especially in situations where physical confrontation is not necessary. And what I mean by that is this is my default. So I go straight into fight. So if I feel attacked or threatened or judged or um, someone or I'm taking a risk and someone has an observation and I feel judged about that, I will respond verbally quite quickly, quite assertively. Um, And someone may say something and because I am heightened and I've already got the adrenal response because I'm feeling attacked even verbally, I will turn around, right, quite quickly and cut someone off at the knees. Like, I know I can do that. So I have to be really cautious about how I speak. Um, another, when and when we talk about it's unnecessary conflicts, and um, so it can lead to unnecessary conflicts. I'll just share with you. Should I share with you? I will share with you because, you know, we're all about transparency on this podcast. So when I was younger and I was in a club in the days that clubs, I, is this, are my clubs still a thing? I think so. Anyway, must be. Um, I may have had an unresourceful pattern of the fight response. And what it looks like is this, and I'm going to share this with you because you may identify this behavior in yourself, right? And you might also, don't you be jumping into the judgment basket right now, okay? Because I'm just sharing it with you because I've grown up a little bit since then. So in a club and um, a lady comes into the bathroom and tips and, and is drunk, and pours red wine and grabs like has red wine here and and leans into me and I am drying my hands and dong my head on the here on the hand dryer and now I'm on a white top and she's got red wine down my back. So if you're a fight response, Sam's about to laugh, right? You you may not necessarily talk about the situation, but you may just turn around and respond in a aggressive way let's just say right so like instead of me just you know fight or flight or freezing I'm the type of person if someone is going to attack me I'm going to attack back let's just put it that way so maybe that's you maybe you're the type of person if someone tips red wine down your back you're not going to let it go some of you might freeze and just go I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean my top not this person (laughs) No, no, I can imagine that. Actually, no. Not this person. No, it may have just been away. a grab and attack. It I'd be like, don't worry, it's okay, it's not it's a problem. Look, no, it no definitely problem. wouldn't attack. So fight could be really good when we're in a fighting situation and we need to be resourceful and we need to stand up for ourselves and something is under threat and we are, you know, going to be attacked. And, and I'd say most often... A parent in a situation where their child is in danger would quite often step into fight response. A hundred percent. That's when, you know, mum, dad, kids about to be, I don't know, eaten by a lion, taken by a stranger, whatever, like something was going to happen. I think a parent would very quickly go into a fight response straight away. Or, and I'll just give you some other examples here. You, so growing up in school. And we just spoke about this in my group. And it's like, if you were the type of person that you were at school and you argued back with the teacher. 
Like if the teacher said something and you're like, no, but this and this and this and this, you're in fight mode. If you are on detention all the time, you are in fight mode. If you were in the principal's office all the time, you were in fight mode. If you were fighting in the playground, you were in fight mode. You're a fighter. And it's not a good or bad thing. It just is. All right. And when we, let's, like Dave Goggins, if you haven't read any of his books, jump into Goggins because, oh, I'm loving, loving his new book. And I can't even think of the name, but I was listening to it. And, but his, old, his other one as well. I'll come back to it. Share us a beautiful quote. Never finished. Dave Goggins, right? Beautiful. If you haven't read that, read that. But that's not the, that's not that book. But this is a good, good book, right? He says in, and I can't think the first book, but anyway, it doesn't matter. He has a quote that says, embrace the suck. So this quote emphasizes that sometimes we have to have, we have to confront really difficult situations head on, even if it's not pleasant. So for people like me who don't have the fight response, this is so there are some situations when you actually need to step into the fight response and use it as a tool to make sure you don't get um, squashed or submissed or um, pushed aside. Yeah. You know? So it's actually fight response sometimes needs you need to train it within yourself to actually stand up for yourself rather than be pushed around or run away. And that's basically what it is. Stand up, get pushed around, or run away from it, if you think of those three. Mm. And this is an opportunity to fight back. To embrace the suck, because yeah. it's really uncomfortable for, uncomfortable for people. If they're not used to fighting, right, because that's their personality or that's the identity that, they, that they've taken on and that's the behavior that they feel comfortable with, embracing the suck is a great way just to think, I've just got to embrace the suck right now. I can do it. It's for a short amount of time and I can grow. So how can we overcome this? Number one is practice self-awareness and recognize when you feel the urge to fight. I want you to take a moment to breathe and assess the situation before responding. And when I was in the principal's office on one occasion, one, there may have been a few, the principal said to me at the time, because she, I was in trouble for speaking at the high court or something, and so she's like, blah, 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 and I was like, blah, 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 and she's like, Ish. And I was like, whoa, which probably would have said Ish up. And again, I was like, like dog with a bone, like, don't you over talk me. And, and she said, Ish, I'm going to encourage you to take three breaths. And she said, and I may encourage you to take 10 breaths before you respond. And in the whole of my school, I think that's the one thing that stuck with me for life. Out of all of the learning, it's like, Oh, breathe. And I can remember her name was Miss Peltney. It's just come to me right now. So, Miss Peltney, if you ever listened to this, I was that child that listened, okay? I know you didn't think it at the time because I probably would have eaten you up and spat you out. However, I did listen and I paid attention. Number two is develop healthy coping mechanisms for dealing with anger and aggression, such as exercise or meditation. So you hear me talking about meditation and journaling and gratitude all the time. So if we think about allowing the, because anger can be a really resourceful and useful emotion, but using it in a resourceful way. 
So sometimes anger can help with motivation, right? But if anger is something that you're reliant on, it's not something that you want to use and have with you all the time because you're constantly in reactive mode. You're constantly living in fear. That can be fatiguing and that can be detrimental to your health. And then the third one is practice conflict resolution skills and communication to find peaceful solutions to a problem. Now, Rob Dahl says there are no problems, only the problems that you create. God, that Rob Dahl's bloody useful, isn't he? My mum and him must have had conversations often. Hmm? My mum and him must have had conversations very often. Because <laughs> my mum, her favourite one, there won't be a problem if you don't make a problem. That was so the there you go. So there you go. So if we she look... She wise beyond her years. Very wise. Yeah. And she is very, very wise. So if you think that you are solution-focused and you're coming from a place of calmness and kindness, that will help you overcome fight so you can come back and like for me it's some it's been a training in progress so i've gone from attacking people physically verbally right like if they're going to attack me i'm going to attack them um if you're in a hospital situation and you're the type of person that you know someone says something it's like where's my mother where's my brother where's my? And you're like, ah! those are also fight so if you're that type of person if someone does wrong by you if you have road rage these are all fight responses. So if you notice that someone cuts you off and you're swearing at them, if someone jumps into your car park space and you're swearing at them, that is a fight response. So you can choose how you want to respond. So are you going to allow that to have an impact on the rest of your day and impact your health, mm. right? Or can you choose differently? Because it does impact your health because it's, it's going to knock up your adrenaline and it's going to screw up your cortisol. So you're going to struggle to sleep, you're going to be wound up, you're going to be wired, and that's not good for your energy and it's not good for your well-being. And so you really need to find a way to calm the farm. If I'm like a working, I, I definitely am a working motion. I've been working on this for over 25 years. Certainly not a master, but I have got so much better at it. Oh yeah, 100%. So much better. All right, and then the journaling questions that are for the fight people. Woo -woo -woo, right? When was the last time you felt the urge to fight back against someone or something? What was the situation and was it helpful? All right. Number two. Are there any situations where you tend to default to the fight response? Any. All of them. No. <laughs> um, why do you think that is? So why do you think that is? And when you do the deep dive into this and create awareness around that, that helps you change patterns of a lifetime. And it's, it's, oh, it's transformative. I love it. Okay, how can you learn to distinguish between situations where um, there is a fight response, whether it's necessary, right, and when it's not? Like, is it a perceived threat or is it a real threat? So how can you learn to distinguish between the both? And I guess one of the things before you even journal that is just that pause, remember, Miss Poutney, the headmaster, the headmistress? Remember her lesson. All right. Cool. So we're good with that. <coughs> Excellent. Okay, so we go on the next one. This is called the flight response. So instead of fighting... You want to get in a plane and disappear, right? So the, the flight response 
is characterized by an urge to escape or avoid the pursue the perceived threat. Mm. So you see a lion and you run. Now most normal people I think in this situation would run. The crazy people fight. And we've left the crazy people behind because we've done them now. We're to That's the, really judgmental. We're to the right? normal people who no when judgment. they see a lion will run. Hmm. And it's probably not the best thing to do either because it's going to chase you and guess what? They're faster than you. Anyway, it can be a useful response when faced with a dangerous situation where fleeing is the safest option. Hmm. So if you do meet a wild beast somewhere or... There is a massive tsunami coming your way or there is a situation, road rage situation where somebody is in fight mode and they're coming to you. It's probably best not to meet them with fight because then you'll end up having a fight. So you could actually do the flight and just get out of there. Just leave Spray the situation. and walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of our favorite things. Yes. Spray and walk away so sometimes you don't need to entertain other people's dramas and emotional state right so some people vomit on us we can actually just walk away so that's actually can be quite a resourceful yeah really resourceful way just actually walk away Mm. from it you don't need to be involved it's not necessary Mm. if you meet fight with fight there's going to be a massive fight so it's always best if one of you is able to walk away Um, however the flight response can also lead to missed opportunities, and it can be difficult to confront or resolve problems when we're always wanting to avoid them. Ooh, and as Goggins says, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, just get comfortable being uncomfortable. And what that means to me is being okay to language what your needs are, right? Being okay to know that your needs matter. And perhaps it moves into a little bit of boundary setting and not as Sam said being the doormat being okay to be uncomfortable and have the conversations with people that normally you'd run away from because you don't want to deal with the conflict whereas someone that's in fight will bring on the conflict and you will have friends or family or work colleagues that some of them are more reactive and they are okay to have conflict. And then you've got others that want to flee the situation and don't want to deal with it. All right? They just run away. All right. And I'm a crab. So I'm very good at scurrying sideways to get away. So I'm a Cancerian. And Cancerians are known for walking sideways, or crabs are. So instead of taking things head on, you just scurry that way and hopefully avoid it altogether. So facing your fears as a flight individual is probably one of the biggest challenges because you're always wanting to avoid the conflict or avoid that situation. Mm. So by actually facing your fears um, and then challenging yourself to go head on and achieve what it is you want to achieve and just go for it. Because if you don't, if you're just too busy running, you're not going to achieve your goals. You're not green and growing. You're brown and rotting. Hmm. Okay, so how can we overcome flight? Don't book it. <laughs> well, I guess the same as we did with with hmm. the fright. Yeah. With fight. I always want to call it a fright because I get a fright when you go in flight. Anyway, so practice self-awareness and recognize when you feel the urge to flee. Because it can be called flee. Like a flea. Not a black flea, but flea. Right away. Right away. And take a moment to breathe and assess the situation before you respond again. 
So it's just that moment of stopping. Take a deep breath in. We'll follow. What was her name? Miss Sambathori. Breathe. Your head mistress. Oh, yeah. Do the breathing technique. Same thing. Um, the other thing is to develop a healthy coping mechanism to deal with the anxiety, such as the deep breathing exercises. See, she was on to it. She got two. Or visualizing techniques or visualization techniques to actually just help you cope with that feeling of anxiety that comes across you when that situation might arise. And then I guess you can also, you know, you can face your fears gradually. Instead of like jumping into the fire, you can actually, through coaching or through therapy, you can face your fears. So you gradually increase your comfort zone. So instead of like leaping bounds and like, you know, Ursha's like, boof, right? You're just taking those little smaller steps to expose yourself at a more achievable, manageable level so that you're not creating anxiety as much. And I guess one of the other things that came up in our group tonight is an example of fight or uh, of flight is when people annoy you or upset you or trigger you and you don't want to deal with it, you can cut them off. You can just say, see you later, I'm not going to have anything to do with you anymore and then you don't contact them and you ghost them rather than actually having the conversation. So you can run away from them and you can actually move countries or move suburbs or move gyms or move wherever because you are not dealing with the issue. So you'll run. Oh, I thought I had to add that one in because that was a really good That's thing actually. that we identified tonight. Okay, so some journaling questions for this one. What could so, we say? Same sort of thing. What was the, when was the last time you felt the urge to avoid a situation or to run away? So maybe it's friends, maybe it's families, maybe it's situations. So it's like, so what was mm. the situation? And then was it helpful? Mm. You know, like how did it turn out? Could it have had a better result if you, instead of running away, it actually faced it? Um, number two, are there any situations where you tend to default to flight response? So mm. you could see like a, a pattern. Do you notice a pattern in your responses? And why do you think that is? Yeah. And this is really, this can be quite confronting. So I just want you to allow yourself and give yourself permission to actually journal this and give yourself between three to five minutes for each question. And then the last one is, how can you learn to distinguish the different situations where there is a, fight resp a flight response is necessary and when it's not? So exactly the same questions, but using the different behaviors. Because sometimes it's useful to get on the flight and get out of there. And then other times, it's not so useful because you're missing opportunities. By not jumping outside of your comfort zone and staying in your comfort zone, you're not allowing yourself to grow. You're not allowing the opportunities to flow to you because you're rejecting the opportunities because you're not there to receive them because you're too busy running and you're on the plane. Right? And the opportunities are trying to seek you out to help you grow, but you're too busy running away from them. And you may turn into the blame, shame, and complain game for any one of these, the fight, flight, or freeze. There's none of them that are immune. You blame, shame, or complain. All right, let's move on to our third and final one tonight, which is the freeze response. So the freeze response is characterized by feeling immobilized or stuck. Like you're just stuck, right? It can actually be a really healthy, or 
it can be a really helpful response, I should say, in a situation where a person needs to access the situation and decide on the best course of action. True. So it's that moment of actually stopping before you take action. So you're taking a freeze moment. Now, sometimes freezing, I could say, would be great around a lion because the fight person is going to fight the lion the flight person is going to run away and the lion is going to chase them. But the freeze person is going to pretend to be a tree. And we've always been told, don't run. If you see a bear, don't run. If you see a lion, don't run. So actually having that freeze response can also, in our, if you look back hundreds of years ago when we were cavemen, it'd probably be a very, very clever response depending on the animal. Goodness, it can be really resourceful if you, you freeze. And, you know... It can give you that time just to stop and think about what's the best action or course of action I can take now instead of going in and fighting or going in and running away, right? So it can be really useful. However, the freeze response can also lead, listen up, those people that like to freeze because I've been that person too, like I think I could freeze and then move into fight, right? It can also lead to indecision and action which can be harmful in some situations, so if there is a real threat and you are freezing, then you are prone to not taking any action. You could get harmed, you could get hurt, you could be unsafe, right? And it also means, once again, if you are, this is your natural default, you're not making decisions, you're not taking action, you're staying in the same place, resentment and frustration are on the increase, fulfillment and joy and happiness are on the decrease and that's not okay all right okay. so Goggins also says don't stop when you're tired stop when you are done I love that like just oh, like the quote emphasizes the importance of perseverance and just not giving up because there's many 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 times in my life that I think I'm tired like Honestly, I think I'm on a scratch record for the last few years. I'm tired. I'm every single day. I'm tired. <clears throat> Some days I actually am tired, but I think it's just a pattern and a habit that I've fallen into, that, that use of language. So when we think about, you know, <coughs> not giving up when you're tired, but when the job is actually complete, how much more fulfillment would we have? How much more growth would we have? How much more would our confidence build? If we just applied that principle, don't stop when you're tired. Stop when you are done. Like I know I'm on a go I'm on a Goggins, Goggins streak at the moment. Oh, loving Mr. I'm Goggins. I've done a four hours um, bender on him today. Just loving the new book, loving it. I don't even know if it's new new, but it was. It's our monthly book of the month for our Ultra U group. And oh, the man is on fire in there. Okay, so how can we overcome? Which one are we talking about? Freeze. Freezing. Yeah. Freezing. Oh my gosh. First of all, let me just say that it is really normal for once we're in a challenging or confronting or fearful situation, obstacle, or there's a threat, many people go straight into freezing first. So we, and unconsciously, we freeze and then we take action. We freeze and then we flee. We Freeze and then we fight. Some people freeze and freeze. So it's normal to freeze 
for some people first. So some people actually do freeze. And it's so quick that maybe you didn't even acknowledge it. And remember I said to you, when someone spilt red wine on me and they may or may not have been swearing at me and pushed me, right? There wasn't a freeze part in there. Because if there was a freeze part now, me being an adult, I may have taken a breath or two, made sure that I responded differently, right? Sometimes there's not a freeze. And when you become more adult, maybe, or aware of your own behavior, you can actually freeze a little bit to assess the situation. So it is normal to freeze, right? So you could do two of them. And you're like, oh, but I thought we were only allowed one. Now nah, be greedy. You can have both. All right. So how can we overcome? <clears throat> so again, you want to look at that practicing self-awareness and recognizing when you feel stuck or paralyzed. And then take a moment to breathe and assess the situation before you respond. So same as we did for flight and for fr- for fight. Gosh, I keep on going to fright. You want to you, you want to take a moment and just assess the situation before you respond. Number two, you want to develop healthy coping mechanisms for dealing with stress, and things like mindfulness and relaxation techniques are really helpful in this situation. And I think you know. It's even fair to say things like yin yoga is really useful. Like, again, meditation is really useful. So a lot of people are not applying relaxation techniques as part of their morning routine or their nighttime routine. So they're staying in a heightened state 24-7. And if you're not sleeping and your brain's going to do that's because there's a hormone imbalance. The cortisol levels are right going up and up and up. Serotonin down, 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 down. And we want to make sure moving forward through life that we are not going to natural default of fight, flight, or freeze. So being aware that when we apply relaxation techniques, we balance our central nervous system. We come back into our being, our soul, our place of calm and surrender. And for some people that might feel very spiritual and really blah, but the science proves that when we come down into that space, we are able to respond better, more efficiently, more effectively, and we become a better human being. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and um, the third step is you could take take small steps towards action. So if you're in a freeze situation, it's your natural default to freeze and then feel paralyzed and take absolutely no action. Rather than taking massive action and feeling completely out of your comfort zone, start by taking really small action and setting up small so that you can achieve small goals. Start with just little steps, breaking it down mm-hmm. and so that your tasks, you want to break it all down so it's manageable. And so you can do little tasks rather than jumping to the big one straight away. And this will just help you move from freeze position to just slightly moving forward rather than running out there like a crazy person into the fight. Which for, I guess if you're a very strong freeze person, and it's not, this isn't necessarily for people that are freeze flight or free, freeze fight, but for freeze freeze, it's actually about taking that very first step, just baby steps. So that you can unparalyze yourself. Hmm. Um, the journaling questions again. So let's look at this for the freeze per person, right? Is when was the last time that you felt stuck or paralyzed in a situation? So 
what was the situation and was it actually helpful? So challenging your thinking around your actions that you took, was it helpful for you to freeze in that situation? Because sometimes it is. And then are there any situations where you tend to default to the freeze response? So what are the situations and having awareness around how you respond? And why do you think that is? And then the third question is, how can you learn to distinguish between the situations where a freeze response is necessary and when it's not? So there we go, fight, flight or freeze. And we wanted, I know it's a really heavy session today, it's a really deep session today and it can be quite confronting, but it's also so awesome because now you are, you can start identifying your own behaviors and your own responses to situations. And what I really love about that is that's empowering. Because if you have more self-awareness right now, then you are in a way better situation than the rest of the planet, right? All the other people around you, you're in a way better position because when you know more, you can do more. When you know more, you can be more. And that really matters because so many people are not on the personal development journey. So many people are still stuck in the blame, shame, or complain game. So many people are reacting to life instead of creating their life. And that can make you feel like, you know, it can make you feel frustrated. It can make you feel like no one gives a shit. It can make you feel alone. It can make you feel isolated and abandoned. And when you're taking responsibility and ownership of your life and you're stepping into, you know, creating more resourceful habits and patterns and behaviors, you end up taking different action. And when you take different action, you get different outcomes. And when you get different outcomes you end up creating your life by design. And when you create your life by design, fulfillment goes up, joy goes up, happiness goes up. You elevate and you vibrate at a different frequency and your vibe is next level fucking awesome. That's what it is. And guess what? We need more fucking awesome people on this planet right now. So... There is our fight, flight, or freeze. That's our episode today. Yes, there's room to expand. Yes, there's room to go deep. But we just wanted to create a little bit of awareness around what it is that this just one little tool on, on how really, you know, this may change your life for the better. Just having awareness around this. So please let us know how you found this episode. Please don't think that you have to be fight, flight, or freeze. Like you, there's not one that's better than the other. It just is. It's an identity that you've taken on that made you feel safe as a child. That's all it is. So come with compassion and kindness as you explore this topic today and leave judgment at the door. You don't need to have judgment. You just need to have curiosity and be the observer of your thoughts. So high awesome. five for today. Fight, flight, or freeze, there you have it. We'd love to hear how you found this episode and what did you find most useful today? And maybe you want to share with us in the comments, especially if you're on YouTube, which one did you identify with today? We would love to know, like, 
what are our listeners? Are they more fighters? Are they more flighters and they're likely to flee? Or are they freezing? Are they freezing right now? So which one do you identify with? Me and Sam have shared ours today. So we would love to know what ones you are. Yeah. All right, everybody. Until next week, remember to go and sprinkle some magic on someone because you don't know right now who needs you in their world. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.